Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, October 31st, 2022. What if I told you the world was going to end this week? What would you think? What would you do? Well, do you know that the Bible tells us how to live in light of the fact that the world as we know it will end and will end soon? But we see this instruction in 1 Peter chapter 4. In 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7, it says, "The end of all things is at hand." And then it goes on to explain how we should live. So if you're wondering, hey, it feels like the world might end soon. How should I live? We have a direct answer to that question. It starts with, therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. One thing that we should be doing um, more and more all the time as the end gets near, we should be praying. And it says there's a couple of things that will help us in those prayers, and it's being self-controlled and sober-minded. Now, First Peter has already told us about how God can not listen to our prayers. Uh, chapter 3 speaks of that towards husbands, saying you better live with your wife in an understanding way so that your prayers are not hindered. And It seems here it's implying a lack of self-control can hinder our prayers. Maybe some of that's just even a lack of self-control keeps us from praying because we can't control or or being sober-minded even. We can't think clearly to stop what we're doing and pray. But also, we see a lot about self-control in the previous verses as it tells us in verse 2, we're to live the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles do, living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. Right? These are all bad, wicked things uh, that we want no part of as Christians. We want to live self-controlled lives. That's one thing you see a lot of those things. It's, it's giving in, doing whatever you feel like, whatever you want. Uh, No, that's not how Christians are supposed to live. We are to be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of our prayers. Uh, Then it says, and above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. So is the world going to end? Yeah. So what should you do about it? Love other people earnestly. And here it even highlights something that love does. Love covers a multitude of sins. Can you please just think about that with me for a little bit today? Can you stop and think about what are the sins you are holding against other people? Let it go in love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Do you really want to spend the last moments of the world holding a grudge against somebody else? I don't think so. And if you really thought, hey, the end of all things is at hand, you would let go some of the things that you are still holding on to. Those things aren't going to help you in this life. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Another way to um, 
show this love is through showing hospitality. And there it says, do it without grumbling. No, no grumbling under your breath as you show hospitality to others. No, uh, you need to sacrifice and suffer and serve for the sake of others with a happy heart. That's a flashback to our recent sermon on complaining from the book of Philippians at Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, which reminds me, have you caught yourself complaining since then? How is that going? Uh, we should check ourselves on that. And then it really gets into serving the, the church, serving the body of Christ as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Uh, and then it talks about whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Uh, if you've got, that's kind of dividing maybe the, the roles of service in the church to kind of speaking and serving. Uh, and if you're speaking, man, do it like you're speaking the very words of God because you are. And if you're serving, do it with all the might that God provides. Uh, give whatever you're doing, give it all you've got. And unfortunately, that's not something I think people think of with the end of the world. Uh, people don't think, oh, the world's ending. I need to serve my church with everything I've got. Well, that's what the Bible says that you should do. Uh, So here's some instruction for the end of the world right there, Um, telling us we need to be self-controlled, sober-minded, and prayerful. We need to love other people, forgiving them, not grumbling as we serve them. And we need to serve the church with everything that we've got. And one thing we need to expect as things get closer to the end is suffering. Verse 12 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Um, that's a good word for us. I was listening to a Q&A with two older pastors recently, and the, the questioner asked them, you know, how can Christians prepare for suffering? And even as we're seeing a, a more open hostility towards the Bible, towards biblical Christianity in our culture? How can people prepare for the suffering and persecution that is coming? And both pastors basically said, if you're only starting now, it's too late. If you're just now starting to think about coping with suffering as a Christian, it's too late. You should have been thinking about that from day one as a Christian. And there's ways we experience suffering now. And if you're not being faithful in the midst of those, well, you're not going to be faithful when persecution increases. Uh, Those who are faithful in little will be faithful in much. And so when trials come, when persecution comes, when suffering comes, don't be surprised. And I hope that as we go through things here on Revival from the Bible, one of the things that that helps you from our reading through scripture is that it teaches you how to suffer. That is one thing the Bible does. And if you read it with open eyes, I hope you're seeing that. The Bible is not some rosy book saying, hey, follow Jesus and everything will just be peachy. No, there will be suffering. We live in a broken world. There's suffering because of that. And there will be hardship that comes upon you for following Christ. So prepare to suffer now. Arm yourself with this way of thinking. Even just, I'm ready to suffer um, in saying no to temptation. I'm ready for that suffering. I'm ready to suffer in giving up the desires of my flesh. That's what it talks about at the beginning of the chapter. And here, I'm ready to suffer as a Christian. I'm ready to share in the sufferings of Christ. Now, it makes it clear in verse 15, don't suffer as a murderer or a lawbreaker. But if you suffer for Christ, that is a good thing. Uh, 
And we do that by verse 19, entrusting our souls to a faithful creator while doing good. So the end is near and it's not going to be easy for Christians. So be ready to say no to your flesh and be ready to serve the Lord, love his people, serve the church with everything that you've got. Let's go back to Jeremiah now, chapters 14 through 17. Jeremiah 14 through 17. And here, again, we see in Jeremiah some harsh prophecies of judgment. Just wait till we get to tomorrow. You will see some pretty strongly worded things. But here you see the judgment that is coming in chapter 15. It says a pestilence, the sword, famine, captivity. That is the future for the people. But we do see today some glimpses of hope. Um, You see God speaking in chapter 16, verse 14 of days that are coming and even speaking how God will bring people back together again. Uh, And then in chapter 17, you see a glimpse of hope, even though it starts with the sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. Wow. Um, But later you see there, there is hope of a blessing. It says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. Uh, There's a good reminder. The end of all things is at hand, but the one who trusts in the Lord will continue to be fruitful. And we have to trust in the Lord, not our hearts. As verse nine reminds us, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Uh, So, Uh, There we remember that we can't trust our own instincts, our own feelings. We must trust the Lord. We must trust the word of the Lord. And and here at the end of all things, let's trust in him and not in ourselves. This is what verse 5 says. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. As the end draws near, let's trust God. Let's follow his instructions for the end of the world and Pray to Him, seek Him, love others, and serve His people. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.